TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Come on, side, 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 There's an exciting new podcast out from Gimlet, Resistance. Inspired by this summer's protest, these are new stories from the front lines of the movement for black lives, told by the Generation Fighting for Change, hosted by Saeed Tejan Thomas Jr. Resistance is out now on Spotify. Take a sneak peek. Listen here. When the protest started this summer, I decided not to join. The main reason was that I didn't want to be let down again. I've been here before. I've marched. I've yelled. And not much changed. But when I did finally go out there, I found some people and stories that got me thinking about this movement in a much different way. And I want to show you. My new podcast, Resistance, is out now. Follow and listen on Spotify. It's Black Lives, baby. Hey y'all, what's up? This is Ed Lover. Welcome to Come On Son Podcast. And thank you to everybody out there that listens to this podcast, overseen by Combat Jack. Shout out to A King. Shout out to Premium Pete. Shout out to everybody who has inspired me, Super Producer Krista, to do this podcast. Um, it was a crazy week for me, man. Um, the election, gotta talk about the election. I'm I'm gonna talk about that, but I'm not gonna get too heavy into it. But I'm I'm definitely want to have something to say about it. Um, I went to the doctor yesterday, y'all. My blood pressure was so fucking high. Like, serious serious business, y'all. My blood pressure was so high that they would not let me leave the doctor. Now, this was just a routine checkup, and um, my blood pressure was high. So I suggest you go out there and get your blood pressure checked. And uh, they gave me, first, first she gave me, like, a pill to, to bring my blood pressure down. And um, I sat in there for like 15, 20 minutes. She came in and checked my blood pressure again. It still went down a little bit. Um, and then I stayed in there another 15, 20 minutes. She came in and checked it again. It rose right back up. So she gave me another pill to check my uh And told me to just relax, put on some music and, and you know, chill. So I went and put on like some Zen music, rain type of music, and then she came back in. They gave me an EKG to make sure my heart was functioning correctly. Thank God it was. And then um, she gave me another test, and then I was okay. You know, I wasn't normal. I was still a little high, but enough that I wasn't in any kind of danger. So I would suggest everybody to get their blood pressure checked on a regular. So now I'm on blood pressure medication, and I don't know if it's the blood med- blood pressure medication with the potassium or I felt a little woozy this morning when I got up, but it was okay because my wife said she felt the same way. So maybe we had the heat up too high in, in the house. I don't know. Trying to find a, a decent temperature to have your heat on is it's a task, to say the least, because, you know, <laughs> you know everybody out there that's married. You live with one person. They like the heat on one level. You like the heat on another level. You're trying to find a compromise. And then the heat that's uh, up here in, 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 in our home, you know, two different zones. So my mother-in-law's bedroom is upstairs like our bedroom is, much to my chagrin, but I digress. Um, then she gets cold. So then we got to turn the heat up, and then I'm boiling. <laughs> so the ceiling fan is on. I don't know, man, but I called the doctor this morning. She said, 
that that medicine shouldn't have made you groggy. So I think it was probably just too much freaking heat in the house. I, I, I really think I think so, man. And it's very important that um, we take care of ourselves. That's super important. And that's the first time I had been to the doctor for a minute, you know? I was like, I feel fine, and you just don't really know all the time what's going on in your body. So make sure you go to the doctor. Now I got to go to the ophthalmologist. Now I got to go, you know, got to get a colonoscopy. I got, I got all this stuff that I got <laughs> that I got to do now. But it's mandatory to make sure that you take care of yourself. Now, high blood pressure could be hereditary. Not sure if, if my dad had high blood pressure. It could be due to stress. Have been stressed for a while. Um, could be due to sleep apnea. I think I need, I don't have sleep apnea. Now, sleep apnea is when, um, for those of y'all who don't know, is when you kind of stop breathing while you sleep for a minute and then you kind of wake up. I know, I know dealing with Dre and Dre being overweight, and that's another reason you can have high blood pressure. Too much sugar, of course, salt, of course, but I don't do that, uh, and I'm not overweight. So Dre had sleep apnea a lot. Like he would fall asleep at a light and he was and then he would, like really stop breathing. And you know, there's a lot of people, other people that I know that are not overweight, um, that have sleep apnea. But I don't have sleep apnea. I just don't sleep well. And I toss and turn all night long. Like I roll from one side to the other side, back to the other side. Does anybody out there dream? all the time like me because sometimes I think I'm the only person that dreams all the time I mean every single time I close my eyes I dream every time let me see if I can uh look this up while I'm in front of my computer because I'm doing this on my bluetooth microphone you know I mean every time for a quick power nap Seriously, y'all, a quick power nap, I will have a dream. And I'm wondering, am I the only one? Now, I know that ain't got nothing to do with my high blood pressure, you know, but um, I don't I don't get it. I don't I don't get it. I, is, is it normal for a person to dream every night? Let me look this up because everybody dreams. In fact, researchers have found that people usually have several dreams each night, each one typically lasting for between... Five to 20 minutes during the typical lifetime, people spend an average of six years dreaming. Wow. What does it mean when you have frequent dreams? I don't have recurring dreams like that. So it says the general recurring dreams indicate the presence of an unresolved and persistent conflict in an individual's life. And the theme or central image of the dream provides a stage for the difficult conflict to play out. No, I don't have reoccurring dreams. I, I I really don't. I just dream all the time, like all the time. Every time I close my eyes, even on a flight, y'all, just for a little while, I'll have a dream. And I just think that's a little weird. So that has nothing to do with me having high blood pressure right now. But I think it's a combination of the stress Definitely the pandemic. I can tell you the pandemic has added to it because I'm smoking too many cigars and drinking too much liquor. For real. Like, I I know I got to slow down. So I have come to a conclusion now that I have to drink hella water. Dehydration is part of it. I drink a lot more water, right? I got to, I don't exercise enough. I'll admit that. I don't. So now my bike has to go out every day and if my bike is not out if I'm not riding my bike two two three miles every day then that means I have to go to the gym she told me no weights don't do no weights just cardio that's all you need cardio so I gotta make sure I get that in every single day now no days off right and um just gotta take better care of myself but this pandemic has gotten a lot of us down to the point where you know you drinking Either it's hookah or people that like cigars like me, and you're doing it constantly, and that can add to your blood pressure being high. I am not at the point where I want to have a stroke or a heart attack. I'm sorry. I just, I don't want it. I'm going to do whatever I got to do to make sure that that doesn't happen. I'm not 
mm-mm, I'm not with that. I'm not with having a stroke and being debilitated or having a heart attack and leaving my family right now when my, my son is only 23 years old and he needs me to help guide him through manhood and the difficult decisions he's going to face in his life. With everything going on, nah, man, nah. So this been a that was yesterday. It's been it's just it's been a like a weird ass <laughs> weird ass week for me. Um, I did this thing even yesterday after I came back from the doctor. I did this thing for um, Intercom that I worked for with uh, for Clark Atlanta Spelman and Morehouse Universities. I did this thing on you know it was like a panel. It's a virtual Zoom panel and discussion about the entertainment world and radio world and stuff like that. And it was funny because Tigger was on there with me. Big Tigger, shout out to you, Big Tigger. And a lot of these guys came from doing internships. And my journey into radio was different because I never did an internship. Never. I never did an internship. This was my, my journey. Let me just put it to you. In a, in a small package without being too long-winded about my journey. Um, I started in school, right, um, in a band. And as a kid, five years old, I was chosen to be my entire public school from the first grade to the fifth grade. Every different uh, grade had to perform for We put on a circus at the school, and I was chosen to be the ringmaster. I memorized every act for every grade in that damn school, every one of them. So that's my first time that I can remember being on stage. Around the time in junior high school when I turned 14, I I, I was asked by a guy that, that I knew down the block from me that played kungas and percussion and stuff to be a part of this band. So that's what I was a part of. So being a part of the band and rapping at the same time because I was bit by the rap bug because there's a lot of people that I... I just knew that I could do rap because I heard it and I enjoyed it. And, um, you know, I just knew that I could do it because it wasn't that complex at the time. Okay, that's another story for another time. But I was rapping too. And I was always at a block party somewhere with a microphone in my hand and rapping and listening to stuff that I heard coming from the Bronx on these tapes and emulating that stuff first and then starting to write my own raps. So I did that. Then I got in the band. And I was in that band for a hell of a long time, the outside band called Oasis 2, that would develop into the Function Freaks, that would develop into No Face. You can Google No Face if you like, because we put out some music, and um, we had our own label. That's sidebar. So I went from there to still having a job, got a job with the city of New York, working at school security, found out about your TV rights by watching and seeing Ted Demi's name on the uh, credits, Went from there to bugging Ted about a shot at being on TV. Ted called me in for an audition when they did The Daily Show. Met Dre at the auditions. Ted saw Laurel and Hardy. Put me and Dre together. Went from MTV from 89, 1993, Steve Smith, who flipped Hot 97 from a dance station to an all-hip-hop station. Okay. Came and said, you guys are legit in hip-hop. Everybody loves you. Won't you want to? Won't you want come down and try to do radio and be my morning show? I'm gonna pair you up with a radio veteran by the name of Lisa G, and you guys want y'all to do radio here. I said no. My manager at the time, Charles Stetler, said it's a lot of money in radio. Put it down on a piece of paper where Howard Stern was making. I said yeah because Charlie knew in 1993 that MTV was starting to really move away from the specialty shows because they were starting to really kind of like 94, 95, especially. They started playing hip-hop in regular rotation. And he was like, I think after they're about to get rid of y'all's show. So I was like, oh, okay. So I already had radio. So I was solid with a check coming in every two weeks from radio. And that's my radio journey. I didn't intern at no radio station. It was like on the spot learning. Now, Dre had did radio at WBAI in Long Island, but I had no radio experience whatsoever. Now, in between that time, we were on a, a heritage station in New York called WBLS on Friday and Saturday nights. Uh, Mike Love was was the program director. Um, we used to play what we wanted to play. I used to play reggae music on there under the guise of my name being Daddy Mommy. <laughs> I was playing around, but I just loved reggae music and dance hall in general, so I used to play that on there. 
But then I kind of got fed up with that for different reasons. I didn't like the direction it was going in. I didn't like what pressure we were under not to be able to do what we wanted to do. And I left. And then Hot 97 came after that. That was my journey from the beginning into radio. And I've been doing radio ever since. Since 1993, I've been on FM radio or satellite radio someplace. So it's been a long-ass journey, man. So I did the thing with the intercom thing last night for uh, CAU, Clark Atlanta University, and Morehouse and Spelman students were there also. And just talking about our journey and talking about how to make it and talking about what to do and talking about what not to do and just generally giving them some inspiration to believe in themselves. And I think that's one of the most important things that you can do is just believe in yourself. And you know what? Even if you want a podcast, you got to believe in yourself and you got to stick to it. And that's one thing that I, I reiterated over and over and over and over and over is do your job, be consistent and stick to it. This week, um, my super producer, Krista, who, by the way, congratulations, just became a speaking part of my morning show in Chicago. Now she is legitimately, I used to make her talk anyway. But, you know, you're really supposed to be in the union to talk. So now she's in the union, and she is a part of the show. It's the Ed Love Morning Show with super producer Krista GenBT. She's official tissue part of the show now. So that's very cool, and I'm so happy for her because she's so smart. She's so on point. Well, anyway, she informed me that this week was my four-year anniversary of podcasting. And I didn't realize that... I have been podcasting that long. Podcasting is a labor of love. You really got to love this thing to do it. And and the, and when we was talking about it, and I'm going to tell you all where we were talking about it after I tell you what was said. We were talking about podcasting and A. King, who's with the Loudspeakers Network, who's also fantastic at what he does, said the reason why most podcasts don't last is because people think they're going to monetize their podcast immediately. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No. Now, I make a little money here and there on this podcast, but if I had to depend on this podcast to live, to eat, it wouldn't happen. And I've been doing it for four years. It wouldn't happen. I'm, I don't have the most popular podcast. I'm not Bill Simmons. I don't, I don't have that podcast. I'm not Joe Budden. And yes, it's Joe Budden, no S. I'm not Nori. Fat Joe is jumping into it now. I'm not those I'm not those guys. I'm me. I'm Ed Lover. I have my audience that people love to hear my opinions and people love to hear what I said. We just did something that's coming in February, which is probably the most money I've made so far. Podcasting. And that's fine because I love it and I know that if I stick to it and I keep building my audience. Somebody's listening right now that's never heard my podcast before because someone else told them about my podcast. Somebody's listening right now that's never heard this podcast before, never heard anything that I got to say before. But the cool thing is now you can go back and listen to all my podcasts, all the guests that I've had. You can listen to all of that. And that's the cool thing about being able to have a voice, my voice, totally my voice, whatever I want to say, whatever I want to do, whoever I want to shout out, whoever I want to throw under the bus, whoever I want to say, come on, son. Two, I can because it's my podcast. And that's the beautiful thing about having a podcast. Now, the discussion on podcasting came up on this brand new app that super producer Krista put me onto, and it's called Clubhouse. Clubhouse, I would say, is the equivalent of chat rooms back in the days. Remember when you first got your computer? I don't know. Well, let me stop because I don't know the age demographic of this. I can say when I first got my computer, there were chat rooms. You would go into the room and you would see what people would talk about because they would put a title on there and y'all would type back and forth to each other. And then sometimes they would have what they call offline parties where you would go to the party and you would meet people that you were chatting with in chat rooms when computers first started. Those went away real quick. Clubhouse is a vocal chat room to me. You can create a room. You can go in a room and listen. There's venture capitalists in Clubhouse telling you about how to get venture capitalists, capitalists to invest in 
a business that you want to start, how to present it, how to, what kind of plan you need to have to really get somebody interested. There's all kind of things going on on Clubhouse, and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I was on uh, Clubhouse this week. Funny, I should say that. Uh, mention Clubhouse, because I was on Clubhouse this week, and a conversation that I was having um, just went left because somebody asked. It was a room about giving flowers to the to women, and I jumped on, and if it's something, I don't know. I guess it's just me being that level. When people see me, they invite me to speak. That's another thing. In Clubhouse, the moderators, if you become a moderator, you're the one that can invite somebody to what they call the stage. We can't have... 200 people on stage at the same time. Some people got to listen. Now, the moderator, you can wave, you can raise your hand, and if the moderator sees you and invites you to speak, you can speak. But sometimes when I get in these rooms, automatically I'm invited to speak or they make me a moderator when I don't even ask to be a moderator. But anyway, I was in this room. I was invited to speak. I spoke highly about my mom and everything that my mom went through after my dad died when I was 19 years old and how my mom raised four wonderful kids and you know, just going on about how I am the father I am today from watching my parents raise me. This is one thing I want to add as a sidebar. I never realized until I got into places like Clubhouse because I don't get to talk to masses of people that speak back to me. I talk on the radio and I talk on the podcast, but the feedback to me is the comments sometimes. And I didn't realize how lucky I was listening to these people talk to come from a two-parent home. I was so, so lucky that I came from a two-parent home up until 19. I had both of my parents there every single day. Most of the people I grew up with on the block that's in my age bracket that I went to school with had two parents. I'll tell you a funny story about having two parents. I was in school. I think I was in the fourth or fifth grade, and we had these big red encyclopedias, and me and my boy was messing around, and... He threw something at me, and I threw an encyclopedia at him, and he ducked, and it hit this young lady by the name of Jackie Montague right in her face, and her dad came home. Her dad came to my house, and I knew Jackie's had parents, because two parents, because I saw them come up to the school on several occasions for different activities and different school plays or whatever, or, you know, whatever we was doing. But her dad came to my house to get at me about hitting his daughter in the face with encyclopedia. I didn't mean to. I had already apologized. I already got in trouble in school for being an idiot enough to throw a damn encyclopedia around. But her dad came up. And that just, what I'm trying to explain to you is I'm listening to all these people talk and realizing that most of them were just raised by a woman. Didn't have a dad in their life. Didn't have a good relationship with their father. A lot of these women know who their father is. A lot of these guys know who their father is. And I'm sitting here listening, sitting there, excuse me, listening to them talk about the bad relationship they have with an absentee parent. Even some of them, their mother was absent. And I'm like, man, I am so gifted. So I went in, gave flowers, got on the stage. They invited me, gave flowers to my mom, talked about what I am as a parent because of what my dad and my mom told me. And someone asked me a question about raising my children. I explained to everybody. I got five children, Tiffany, 37, Chanel, 33, Jasmine, 25, Zaire, the only boy who we call the boy, 23, summertime, summer, that's the baby, 21, all five. Okay, so somebody asked me about raising my kids and, and you know, how is it as a man, you know, being a part of their lives, you know, being absent but not absent for all of them. I'm not absent. Um, I don't live with them all. You know, Tiffany's 37 and Shandy's 33. They live on their own. They have children. Um, Zayel is in Florida in Tallahassee in school. Summer's in Jersey at Montclair State University in school. And Jasmine lives here. She's getting her master's. Um... So it's asked me about it. And specifically, I said, listen, my ideals towards raising kids has always been this. And I said this. I don't know if there's any strippers in the room right now. And this is something we've been saying in New York for a long time. I don't think they understand it. I've always thought of keeping my daughters off the pole, keeping my son off the block. If I could do that, I'm successful. My brothers think that way. My sister thinks that way about her two girls. Why did this start a whole-ass conversation about women having control of their bodies, 
sex workers. One young lady was in there, two was like a sex worker, and telling me that my thought process of, of keeping my daughters off the pole attributes to the way people view strippers and the possible violence against them. And I was like, these are my ideals. Like, I'm not talking about everybody. I'm talking about my daughters. No, Ed, but you don't understand the things that you're saying right now attributes. I was like, I'm not attributing to anything. I'm telling you, my daughters, mine, my son, my son. No, and then it just became about how to raise their children and do you like their children do this and do that. I was like, no, not when they're in my house. And that's my ideals. And that's the way I was raised. When you are in my house under my roof, when I'm paying the bills, you're going to do exactly what your parents tell you to do. If you don't want to do that, you can go. Do what you want to do when you get into your own space. But while you're in my space, you cannot do what you want to do. I know there's some parents out there that allow that. I'm not one of them. I'm sorry. And it just became a whole thing. Now, this is the kind of stuff that you can get into on this app called Clubhouse. But you can also find out wonderful information. I listened and I knew what they were talking about, but they kind of lost me at one point when a guy was talking about how somebody was on the mic disrespecting strippers at a strip club he was in. And then they asked him, well, what did you do to protect those women? And he was like, nothing. And they was like, well, there's things that you could have did. And I chimed in like, what? Like get his ass beat or get thrown out by security or possibly killed? Wow, y'all going to put him on a T-shirt? Hell no. I mind my business too. That's not saying that you wouldn't do anything if you were outside of a supermarket and saw a guy beating a girl up. I would try to intervene in that. But just because somebody says something on the mic, I'm supposed to just run up, hey, DJ, that ain't the right thing to say. If they weren't saying anything about it and they didn't, why would I say anything about it? So it was a whole long-ass conversation, y'all. And and the point of it is get on Clubhouse now. Um, I don't think – I heard that you can't get on if you have – um. If you don't have an iPhone, that's what I heard. Cause they're in beta mode right now. They're not, they're not fully launched, but sometimes you catch some really great rooms. I'll, I'll come in and I'm probably going to do it later on today. Right now you have to be invited to. So I was invited and then they'll throw you a little welcome to the app party. Um, <clears throat> my point being get on if you can and check it out because I really feel like this thing is going to be big and you can learn a lot. And you can hear great conversations about people and what they go through and what they know. Just know that there's rules to it. And some people like to portray themselves as what they are not. Just check out their bios. And a lot of people like to hear themselves talk for a long, long, long time. I heard Russell Simmons was on there. And he jumped in and he was talking about yoga. And when he got off, they created a whole room. It was like 500 people in there, and it was just dragging Russell because of the sexual assault and misconduct allegations against him. So I didn't, I wasn't privy to that room. I heard about it. Um, second, you know, hearsay, uh, secondhand information, of course, because I wasn't privy to it. And then I heard that there was a room for New York City's uh, very own DJ Funkmaster Flex where... Uh, it was like talk like Flex for 15 minutes. I'm so sad I missed that room because Flex is hilarious and I love imitating him. Be clear, New York City. Funk flingity You know, so that was probably a lot of fun. Um, different people got dragged on there for different reasons, but I'm glad it wasn't me. <laughs> um, but the cool thing about it, y'all, is you're in the room and you don't enjoy the room. There's a button on there that says leave quietly. So... You don't have to hear stuff that you really are not interested in. You can move around and look at different rooms, and you can come come in the Come On Sun Room. The Come On Sun Room is a place for you to vet. So make sure you get on Clubhouse if you can, and make sure you check out the different rooms, and, and really just enjoy yourself. So my man DJ Omanaya is my guy. Love him to death. Um, he's on now, so big up to him. Make sure you all follow him on social media, DJ Omanaya, O M. I-N-A-Y-A-Y-A. That's my guy. Omanai. So make sure y'all check that out. So this has been um, a really, really interesting week for me, man. I, I got to admit that. I got to admit, I can't believe that I'm at my four-year anniversary of podcasting. Thank y'all. 
thank y'all so much. I mean, because if you wasn't checking it out, this shit would have folded a long time ago. A long time ago. But I, I thank you. You know, you get a little jealous at times when you're trying to do something and you see other people doing it successfully and you feel like you're not. You know, when you see other people talk about other people's podcasts and they don't talk about yours in the same way. But you know what keeps me going? That one person that I run into or will hit me on social media and say, yo, you I heard your podcast when you was talking about this. I heard your podcast when you was talking about that. I heard your podcast when you was talking about Tupac. I heard your podcast when you was talking about stretching Tupac's relationship. I heard your podcast when you was talking about whatever was going on. And I love it. And I told my friends about it. That's what keeps me going. One person. Just one. That's what keeps me getting in front of this mic weekly and doing my thing. That one person. And it happens every time I think in the last four years, or I've thought in the last four years, nobody's listening to my podcast. Look at all of these other podcasts. Look at look at Nori, Drink Champs, and how come I'm not on television, which I still believe I should be. Look at such and such as podcast. Look at this podcast and that podcast. Why, why I'm not on that level? I'm Ed Lover. I've been doing this for how long? And this person just started. I can't think of it that way. I can't. I can't think of it that way. I just got to do me. And you, that one person that comes up to me that says, man, I love Come On Son, the podcast, you keep me going. And the rest of the 10, 15,000 of y'all that I see my numbers every week. And you're right there listening. Podcasting is not easy. And I don't expect you to hear my podcast every single week. Matter of fact, sometimes, to be quite honest with you, I have to understand that it's about you and not about my small inner circle of friends because I watch them go crazy over somebody else's podcast. And don't ever say to me, yo, man, let's see a podcast last week. And you expect your friends to support you. But having a podcast is a show. It's a weekly show. Nobody's going to watch your weekly show every week unless they die hard like you were watching Empire when it first came on or Power when it came on. Sometimes I don't see Power when Power comes on. Sometimes I catch it later. And that's the beauty of this. You can take this anywhere you want to go and listen to it anytime you get ready. That's the that's the beauty of podcast and podcasting. And that's one of the things that I truly adore about this is that you don't have to listen to it now. You can you can actually listen to it whenever you want to listen to it. You don't have to listen right now. I mean, there's no where does it say that as soon as I put it out, y'all better listen to this shit. No. Get at it when you get at it. Put it when you're in the car and you got a long drive. Like, you know what? Let me let me check out some podcasts. So make sure my podcast is on that list. That's all I think about because I cannot, in good faith, expect you to listen to whatever harebrained things come out of my mouth every single week. That's just it, that's that's not gonna happen. That that's definitely not gonna happen. It's been a weird week, man. The election. The election just happened. The last time I talked to y'all, I told you the next time I talked to you, the election will will have already come and gone. Um, I'm doing this podcast on a Thursday. The election was Tuesday, and we still, still don't have a clear-cut winner on this election yet. Still don't have a clear-cut winner on who won the election. It's, it's, it's like the weirdest thing, man. It, it's so weird. So as we stand right now, with me looking at my computer, okay, I'm doing this on a Thursday at before 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. This is before 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. The electoral votes are as follows. Joe Biden, the Democratic nominee, has 264 electoral votes, according to Yahoo. Donald Trump has 214 electoral votes. Wednesday or was it Tuesday? It's one of those two days. They both got in front of the microphones and Donald Trump declared himself the winner of the election 
but then went on to bitch and moan about counting votes. Check out what he had to say. This is a major fraud in our nation. We want the law to be used in a proper manner. So we'll be going to the U.S. Supreme Court. We want all voting to stop. We don't want them to find any ballots at four o'clock in the morning and add them to the list. Okay? That is the weirdest thing I've ever... I mean, that is very, very, very weird. And he's taking, at this point, now remember, y'all, I'm talking about right now. He is taking legal action to stop. He is taking legal action to stop the vote. He wants them to stop counting ballots, but not in the states where he's ahead. In the states where he's ahead, he wants them to keep counting ballots. Okay? Now, Arizona was called for Biden around 2.30 in the morning on Wednesday. Fox News also called it for Biden, and the the president's campaign got angry, angry, because the guy called for Biden. Now, he didn't say anything about the states where he clearly won. He didn't get angry about that. But if it wasn't called in his favor, he got angry. He's talking about going to the Supreme Court because he lost at Wisconsin which he thought he was going to win. The president lost Wisconsin to uh, uh, former Vice President Joe Biden on Wednesday. The Trump campaign says it's going to immediately request a recount, but a recount cannot proceed until counties have conducted canvases and results have been certified on December 1st. He is currently trailing Biden by over 20,000 votes. Uh, the Associated Press called Michigan for Biden on Wednesday night, and Georgia is still up in the lead. He wants to stop the voting in Georgia. This is the reason why. This is the reason why. This is why this election is crazy, y'all. He leads in Georgia, all right, and it's, na- it's narrow. It's getting narrow. It's a little over 60,000 ballots remain left to be counted as of 10 a.m. today, this morning. Like I told y'all, this is being done on a Thursday morning including from the Atlanta metro region. Now, that's what he's afraid of. The Atlanta metro region is mostly Democratic. When all of those votes come in, mark my words, and you can text me or hit me up on Instagram, at Ed Lover, Twitter, Mr. Ed Lover. When all the votes in Georgia are counted, Trump is going to lose Georgia. And he has a narrow lead in Pennsylvania, which is a big state for him, all right? Big state. But they haven't gotten all the Philadelphia voters yet, okay? He has a a narrow lead, but he wants them to continue in Pennsylvania because that's where he's winning at, all right? Now, he prematurely declared victory in the state of North Carolina on Wednesday. North Carolina, the race is still too early to call. Thousands of mail-in ballots and potentially thousands of provisional ballots still left to be counted. So at this point right now, you only got to get to 270. Biden has 264. Trump has 214. These states have been called. Biden has Vermont, Virginia, Connecticut, Delaware, Illinois, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Jersey, Rhode Island, New York, New Mexico, D.C., Colorado, New Hampshire, California, Oregon, Washington State, Hawaii, Minnesota, Arizona, Maine, three of the four electoral votes, Wisconsin, and Michigan. Trump has Kentucky, West Virginia, South Carolina, Alabama, Mississippi, Tennessee, no surprise there, Oklahoma, Arkansas, um, Indiana, no surprise, North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming, Louisiana, no surprise. Nebraska, Kansas, Montana, Idaho, Utah, Ohio, Iowa, Montana, Florida, Texas, and Maine. He gets one of four electoral votes in Maine because of the way Maine can uh, split their votes. So you see um, Biden has three of the four electoral electoral votes in uh, Maine, and President Trump has one of four electoral votes, which is very, very, very funny. It's funny how... You bitch about where you're losing, and if you lost that state, you want to recount. But when you're winning, you want them to stop counting votes. 
in the states where you're losing, but keep counting votes in the states where you're already winning. Even if you're up by a slim margin. No, no, keep counting those votes. But if I'm losing, stop counting those votes. And Joe Biden has said a lot of things. Joe Biden has done a lot of things. And some of the things Joe Biden has done in his past, black folks in America don't agree with. After the fact, even though when it was on the table, the entire National Black Caucus agreed with the crime bill. Okay. That was 94. I want y'all to listen what to what Joe Biden had to say about counting those votes. Check it out. We knew because of the unprecedented early vote and the mail-in vote, it's going to take a while. We're going to have to be patient until we uh, the hard work of tallying the votes is finished. And it ain't over till every vote is counted. Every ballot is counted. You see the difference? He wants every American vote to count, even if it means he loses the election. That's, that's something to me. He wants every single vote to count, even if it means he loses the election. That's, that's a huge difference in philosophy and, and everything that they stand for. If you lose, you lose. This is how I feel. I don't think and have, and I have never thought Trump was right for America as a whole. He's divisive, he's disrespectful, and he's proven it over and over and over that that's who he is. It really, it, he really has. I don't think, would I prefer somebody else besides Biden? Probably. Economically, do I think that there's some good things that Trump has done? Yeah, but I'm critical of him because I think he's slick. He come with the platinum plan for us. You had four years to do that. That's the thing. When I was watching the debates, you jumped on Joe Biden for some of the stuff he said. He was like, you had eight years. Why didn't you do it then? Why do you wait until two or three weeks before the election to come with this platinum plan that's going to benefit African-Americans in this country? When you call Black Lives Matter a terrorist group, I don't I don't trust them. I, I don't trust them. That's just the bottom line. And I think. If I really took a step back and looked at myself, where I am in life, I would probably be a liberal Republican. But they don't put no liberal Republicans up to run for office. It's always a super conservative, make America great again type of person. What does that mean? And why hasn't he ever explained it? And why do you always dodge things when people ask you things? Why do you show a racist attitude towards Mexicans, Latins, and, and blacks and other races in this country, but then you stand on the podium and say, I may be, I'm, I am the least racist person in this room, and you couldn't even see who was all in the room. Well, you turn the, the lights on, there's nothing in there but a bunch of KKK members, like, or Nazis? Like, what are you talking about? So he does not have my trust. So yes, I voted for Joe Biden. Yes, I did. I voted for Joe and Kamala Harris. Absolutely. It's what somebody told me the other day, the lesser of two evils. But you can see the difference between them. That shows it to you right there, what I just told you. One person is like, count every single vote all over the place, even if I lose. Even if some of those absentee ballots are for Trump. If some of those early voting ballots are for Trump, count the ballots. So that we know. But I am confident that we are on the path to victory. This guy on the other side, I'm going to go to get the Supreme Court because he thinks because he put three justices in the Supreme Court, he got the automatic W. Supreme Court going to hold me down. I ain't losing this. That's what you're you dealing with. Even if you, you're losing the popular vote as it stands right now and you're losing the Electoral College. I did not vote for Trump, but if that's what America wants, that's what I have to live with. I'm not going down the street, arguing with people, fighting people, pulling out my guns. I'm not doing any of that. That's not what I strapped up for in the first place. That's not why I, I own guns. I own guns to protect myself and my family. I got my concealed carry license so I don't get robbed and shot at a gas station, and neither does my family. 
That's what I have my concealed carry for in the state of Georgia. That's recognizing 33 other states. Not so I can go out because I'm mad because the person I voted for didn't win. That's childish. And stupid. That's childish. You know how many people in this country were scared that the results of this election is going to lead to violence or a civil war? Nah. No. This country cannot allow that to happen. Trump can't allow that to happen without dispatching the National Guard to keep people safe because there will be casualties on both sides. I heard what what one of the pure boys say, if Trump loses this election, it's going to be a civil war. We're not engaging in a civil war. We're engaging to protect ourselves and our families. That's it. Biden supporters are not going out in the street trying to kill Trump supporters, even if we lose. It's not like that. You have the right to protest peacefully. You do. You have that right. The right is secured. It's there for you. We're not, we're not on it like that. And I'll get to that later in my rant about uh, my come on, son rant. It's definitely going to happen today. But we ain't like that. This election is very, very tight. And white people in rural communities of America love Donald Trump. And they voted for Donald Trump. And it's their right to vote for Donald Trump. People that live more in cities, bigger cities, voted for Joe Biden. And it's their right to vote for Joe Biden. They don't have to vote for Donald Trump. And, and, and you don't have to vote for Joe Biden. It means that we have a difference in political views on how we feel like this country should be run. It doesn't mean that we have to hate each other. We got to find some common ground in America. You see what he did? Donald Trump is not racist. He just made it possible for the racists to come out. That's all he did. That's why I did not vote for him, because this is a divisive America that we're living in right now. We're not all together. I mean, maybe we weren't all together. Maybe I was fooled, but it was better than it is now. It was way better than it is right now, y'all. And that's that's what it is. So this has been a weird-ass election. I hope we all voted locally. That's what I've been watching. I've been watching locally. I've been watching who's going to the Senate and who's going to the House. That's what I, those are the numbers that I've been watching. I've been watching who's my new sheriff. Congratulations to my, my man Craig Owens right out here. Good friend of mine in Cobb County is the new sheriff. I've been watching those people who are on the lower levels of government are the ones that are going to make changes or things are going to stay the same or get worse. That's what I've been watching. Big shout out to Reverend Warnock. I voted for you too. Forced the runoff in January. We're coming out and voting for you again. We're going to campaign for you and we're going to vote for you to make sure that somebody that's going to be in there that's going to affect change. Now, if Donald Trump loses, oh, it's going to be a lot of people that's out. It's going to be a whole lot of people. Well, it, there's been a lot of people that's gotten out. I saw Chris Christie, former New Jersey governor, who was all up Donald Trump's behind, criticized Donald Trump about claiming victory in the presidential race too early. And I could not freaking believe it. Chris Christie was all on Donald Trump's, you know what I'm saying, swearing he was going to get a spot with Donald Trump. Didn't get a spot in the cabinet. Now you want to, oh, you're such a sucker, man. Now you want to pull your support back a little bit because you, you know, you angry. You jealous? Where's Candace Owens? I haven't heard from her. Where you at? Where's Amarosa? You was part of the cabinet. I ain't heard from you. Where you at? Huh? All y'all going to do is, it's funny how people just want to moan and cry because their candidate didn't win. I haven't heard anybody on Biden's side yet. Anybody. Anybody. Moan and, and talk about stolen elections and recounts. And none. Even in states he lost, 
by some slim margin, he has not asked for a recount. Listen, he ran a good race. More people turned out for you than I thought were, so I was shocked. But I shouldn't have known. Ain't that America, right? So they came out, bro. Came out for you heavy. What you, what you moaning about? Like, for real, man. This is come on, son. I'm at Lover. Coming back. Take a little break. Coming back with my come on, sons of the week. Hang tight. What up, y'all? Mad loving. It's time for Killer Son. Let's get into it. Without further ado, my first come on, son, goes out to Ti. Ti, come on, son. How you gonna come up with that age difference between you and Busta Rhymes, huh? In a versus battle. Now, I know you get ready to go up against Jeezy, which is probably smarter for you. But don't say you can't go up against Busta Rhymes because of. Uh, age gap or gender gap and people that like your music don't listen to Busta Rhymes and people that like Busta Rhymes don't like your music. Come on, son. Fuck out of here. I like your new album Libra, too. So I'm listening to it, and I've been a Busta Rhymes fan for a long time. So one thing ain't got nothing to do with the other thing, T.I. You were just scared. And Busta Rhymes went on the video and told you he's going to bust your ass, and he wasn't afraid of you, and he told you you don't want to sit in the smoking section with him, so you go and battle Jeezy. Come on, son. You should have battled Buster Rhymes. And you know what? Honestly, I love your music tip, and I've known you for a long time. You're a good dude. Solid dude. Stand-up dude. But when it comes to a versus, you can't, you, you, you can't fuck with Buster Rhymes, bro. First of all, you ain't got a verse that can deal with as I combine all the two from the mind. Hill up, reel it, coming back on rewind. Powerful impact, boom. From, you can't fuck with Ryle Ryle like a dungeon dragon. There ain't a, a lot of people that can't. So come on, son to you, son. Fuck out of here with them excuses and that bullshit. And speaking of bullshit, anybody out there, I don't give a fuck how old you are that ain't listening to Busta Rhymes' new album, come on, son. That album is fire, fire, fire. Busta Rhymes has once again proven that he is definitely one of the dopest MCs that ever grabbed the mic. Oh, Minister Farad Muhammad with 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 uh Rick Ross. Be clear in my Funk Master Flex voice. Come on, son, if you ain't fucking with that album, son. For real, there's a lot of music that's coming out, but if you're not fucking with Buster Rhymes' album, son, fuck out of here with that bullshit. Hats off to Buster Rhymes for saying he was going to deliver and fucking delivering. Come on, son, fuck out of here with that bullshit. Speaking of bullshit. President fucking Trump, stop crying, man. Be dignified. You lost. Fuck out of here, son. Even if you win, you still look stupid because you was bitching about it. Who is, you know what going to the Supreme Court is like, son? Supreme Court is like your mother and father tell you you can't do something, so you run to your grandmother to overrule anything that they say. Come on, son. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. How dareth you, bruh? If you win, fine. If you lose, that's supposed to be fine, too. And you're supposed to show some dignity to that office and bow out gracefully. The whole world is watching, son. Why do I feel like, son, you might barricade yourself into the White House, son? Why do I feel like that? That's a dick move, son. Come on, son. Take it on the chin. You've been taking it on the chin. You know what I'm saying. But take it to the chest like a fucking man. And if you lose, you lose. But be civil and dignified about it. Come on, son. What do I expect out of you anyway? So come on, son, to me for expecting something different out of that motherfucker. The fuck out of here with that bullshit, Trump. You know better than that. And speaking of Trump and bullshit, the fucking pure boys. Come on, son. Why your leader just got stabbed, motherfucker? Y'all pop too much shit, and you have to understand, y'all not the baddest motherfuckers out there, son. I go to the gun shows, son. I see mostly African Americans in there stocking up. I went to American Outdoors right here in Georgia. Guess what I saw mostly in line buying weapons? African Americans. If you think for one fucking second, we ain't got AK-47s, AR-15s, 250,000 rounds, tactical shotguns, handguns, vests, and all that shit, you sadly mistaken, son. <laughs> Come on, son. Ain't enough of y'all to fuck with us, son. We live in the hood. We got PTSD, my nigga. 
We're not scared of y'all motherfuckers showing your little shit off and, and practicing in the woods. This ain't the woods. This the hoods. We the fuck y'all up, y'all come through with some bullshit, pure boys. All right? And that's why your man just fucking got stabbed for popping off that bullshit. So come on, son. We ain't on that. We're on peace, love, and harmony. But if you want to fuck around, you can get laid down. Believe that shit, son. Come on, son. You look stupid out here in these streets, son. The KKK ain't even fucking with y'all. Y'all look stupid. Proud boys. You know what you're going to be proud of? You're going to be proud of getting your ass kicked and you start some of that fucking bullshit. I'm going to tell you that right now, son. You need to get the fuck out of here with that bullshit, son. Come on, son. Ain't nobody trying to. Ain't nobody trying to hear that shit, son. Nobody want to hear that shit y'all talking about, man. For real. Come on, son. Goes out to Kanye West. Son, you wasted a lot of fucking money. You know you wasn't going to win. Now you putting up 2024. Ain't happening, bro. Kanye, you two all over the place. This a, and then you get another big killer inside because that's the first time you voted. Why the fuck would I vote for somebody who's never voted? You've never voted before 2020. I don't want to hear nothing you got to say after that, son. You look ridiculous, son. You never voted and you wanted us to vote for you for president of the United States, son? In the words of my man, Major Hype, are you dumb? Are you dumb? Come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit, son. And when I'm on some bullshit, come on, son, to y'all women who's trying to tell me about women on OnlyFans because they making money. That they ain't hoes. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. It's, it's launching into different shit, son. But right now, son, that's porno, son. And if you're cool with doing porno, be cool with it. But don't say you ain't a hoe. Use a hoe. Use a hoe. I say that use a hoe. I don't give a fuck what your bag look like, son. I don't I don't give a fuck. I don't fuck how much money you get. I don't give a fuck that you feel like, oh, it's good for niggas to jerk off to the shit that you're doing. I don't give a fuck you a hoe, son. Okay? And when whole shit happened to you, just remember I told you. Okay, just because you ain't out in the street doing this shit, that don't mean you any less a hoe. So come on, son, to all that defending, all that old fucking bullshit. I ain't trying to hear that. This is my platform, and I can say what the fuck I want to say. And that's why I love my platform. I'm Ed Lover. This is come on, son, and I 100% stand by this message. Ed Lover for president in 2024. You know why? Because everybody loves Ed Lover. Come on, son. That was my come on, son, for the week, man. I just had a couple of things I had to get off my chest. <laughs> oh, man, y'all. I'm telling you, it is crazy out here, man. Everybody take care of yourselves, man. Just be good to the to the people around you. And you know what else I learned this week? Before I go, I just want to say this. Seasons change. And I'm really, really believing that People can hurt you to your core when you really, really think that they care about you and then they show you that they don't. I don't care what somebody says to you. Watch their actions. Actions speak way louder than words. I know it's a cliche. I know you've heard it before a million times. But action speaks louder, way louder than words. And we all like to be acknowledged. We do. I know you say, hey, I do something for somebody out of the kindness of my heart, and you do. But you definitely want to be acknowledged. Am I right or wrong? If you got a friend and your friend called you, and every time your friend calls you, you're there for them, when you call them, tell me you don't expect them to be there for you. You want to be acknowledged as being a good person. You want to be acknowledged as, as being there for somebody. Right? You just want, oh, thank you. That's not... That's not good enough. You want acknowledgement. You expect what you put out, you expect in return. We all do. There's no, that ain't, that's no lie, no cap, whatever y'all say. Okay? There's no cap on that. There's nobody listening to this podcast right now that's going to tell me any differently. And feel free if you disagree with me. Maybe you're a saint, but most of us aren't. When we do something nice for somebody consistently on a consistent basis, we expect the same love in return. And when you don't get that, 
that's showing you clearly how they feel about you. And I'm not talking about if somebody had something else seriously that they had to do and they couldn't be there. Listen to what they got to say. But if they consistently take, 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 and not give, that shows you exactly how that person feels about you. And a lot of us go through that. We take care of this one. We take care of that one. We take care of this person. We doing this for this person. It may be even somebody close to you, like somebody, like, a boyfriend or a girlfriend that you consistently doing stuff for. Oh, I can't pay my cell phone bill. All right, here's half the money. Oh, I can't do this this week or next month or another month or maybe something every month. It may be something every two months or three months. But then when you ask them to do something for you, it's funny style. Or when you're trying to reach them for something that's serious, it's funny style. Y'all know what I'm talking about. They're showing you who they really are. They're using, not acknowledging it properly. You only get a call on your birthday or a birthday card or nothing, but you went out of your freaking way and spent money to make sure that they had a great birthday. Right? And they don't, it's reciprocity. That's the word I was looking for. They don't reciprocate it. Reciprocity is what we all need. We all live for that. And when you don't get it, it hurts and it opens your eyes up. And it's a blessing to have true friends in your life. A blessing. And I've had my friends that I love hurt me dearly and make a grave mistake. But I know it wasn't maliciously done. And those are people that's been in my life for years and years and years. And I forgave them. It was a faux pas. It wasn't a diss. So you listen to your friends and you and the people that you care about are the people that you listen to. The people that you really care about are the people that you give a second chance to. Those are the people that you love and the people that prove to you after they realize that they've made a mistake, that they care about you just as much as you care about them. But don't be silly. Don't keep going for it because the writing is on the wall. The writing is right there because actions speak louder than words. Always, all the time. I'm Ed Lover. This is, come on, son. Keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. I'll talk at you, with you, to you, and definitely about you next week. Be good to yourselves. Stay social distance. Keep washing your hands. And by, the, by God, wear a mask. Please wear a mask. It's not only important to you. It's important to other people. If we all rolled around here with no mask on, we don't know who has it and who doesn't, even if they're not showing any symptoms. And I don't want to hear about another person that I know and love dying of coronavirus. I don't want to hear about anybody else's family members dying of coronavirus. I don't want to hear that you, the listener, has died of coronavirus because you weren't wearing a mask. You're not going to get the same medical attention that President Trump got. You're not getting that. So you might as well get that out of your head right now. So stay safe. Keep yourself safe. Keep your family safe. Keep the people around you that you don't know safe. And we got to remember, we're all one people under God. And once we get that, we good. Much love to you. I'll talk to you next week. Peace. Come on, son, son. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is being brought to you by Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. No, I'm only playing. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> nah. Y'all keep going first. Everything else will fall into place. We'll talk at y'all next week, man. Y'all know what it is. Come on, son. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. 
Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.